Hello and welcome to Columbus Local Podcast. I am Len D'Amico. This is episode number 49. Tonight we have Rico Cella. Rico, how are you? I'm doing fine, uh, Len. Appreciate you having me. Oh yeah, it's always good to see you. Um, we, Likewise. Uh, we, uh, I'm glad that you made it in. You know. Oh yeah, it was a pretty scary uh, drive in. Uh, a little bit of snow and rain and... Uh, me and Renita were heading your way, and um, we about got in a crash due to a person um, turning left in front of us without yielding while we had the green. So we are blessed to be here, and thank God I had some good driving skills to maneuver without crashing and getting here on a timely manner. You're kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I was about to say because I needed a I needed a pretty good stiff drink while we got here well, to calm both of our nerves. <laughs> you know, we we did have a little pregame, and uh, I do thank you for, um, but you know, bringing something special. You know, what was that? What was that that we tr- did have? We had a little little tiny sip uh, earlier this evening when you, when you guys came in. Uh, um, I think we had some uh, Jefferson uh, Manhattan. And uh, brought a little bit of uh, uh, Buffalo Trace. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah it's good stuff. It's, it's delicious. It's very, on a, very on good. On a big rock, four, four all around, and it was um, very, 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 very nice bourbons. Absolutely. like my whiskey and bourbon for sure. Oh, well, thanks, man. I appreciated that. And very you welcome. also gifted me with a uh, distorted silence. Yeah, whiskey, uh, a uh, whiskey, uh, whiskey uh, glass. Yeah, handmade. It was etched uh, from a friend of mine, uh, and uh, uh, they burned they burned the actual logo into the uh, the leather around the glass. Um, Bradbury um, Leatherworks. Shout out to him. Um, appreciate that. He also makes uh, some of our hats for the distorted silence uh, with the leather patch on it. So. Uh, Hopefully, get some more of that stuff. Uh, maybe for some merch uh, in the future. Good deal. Yeah, that's awesome. And Rico Cella is frontman, manager, uh, vocalist, runs the band for Distorted Silence. Uh, with a little help from my friends, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great show. Rock and roll, rock, rock music, rock covers. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what we like to do. We like to do the rock and roll and. Uh, we enjoy that. We're dabbling into a little bit of more of the dancey rock now to uh, make everybody happy. We started a little heavier back in the day, but, uh, you know, we're enjoying to do that dance rock, uh, you know, for the, the fans and our friends and, uh, you know, the public. So, Yeah, it's, uh, it's always an a, a, uh, experimental journey, right, with the set list as the years go by and you just kind of experiment. But I, I, I got to say, you know, you guys do. Um, role with uh, keeping things fresh. Well, we appreciate it. We like to mix it up a little bit and uh, change our set list. Uh, I like to go out, uh, you know, and see other bands and support the local music scene. And we have such a great local music scene here in Columbus, Ohio. So many great bands and musicians. We are very blessed to have them. And I always like to go out and uh, see what they're doing. So Distorted Silence tries not to copy what they're doing. So we are all a little bit different. So the uh, Columbus music scene and all our supporters can enjoy a different variety, um, you know, for, for the bands that uh, do perform around the venues and the scene. Yeah. Well stated. Um, couldn't agree with you more. It's, it's, it's really awesome. And, and you guys have a full plate, uh, for 2024. Happy to see that. Um, like, like so many bands that, uh, 
are out there um, getting getting their gigs lined up, and uh, you guys definitely have a full plate. Yeah, we're very blessed. We have, uh, I believe it's 30, 31 shows uh, on the books right now. We do have a couple maybe small opening slots if anybody else wants to book us maybe for the summer. Um, but uh, we're pretty, pretty much uh, jam-packed. Yeah, as it should be. As it should be, sir. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's what we like. So I was thinking, you know, two two guys with vowels at the end of the name drinking uh, a, a little uh, little whiskey. We had you a know little paisan action going on. That's here for what sure. I was thinking, man, for sure. And uh, it's always a pleasure to see you and hang out. Like wits. And uh, so thanks thanks for coming. Oh, pleasure's all pleasure's all mine, man. I'm just uh, excited that you asked uh, asked me to do this, and I'm really excited. I've uh, I've enjoyed a lot of the other podcasts you've done with all the other local musicians. I've learned a lot about. A lot of my friends and uh, other musicians in the scene, and, and it's been a real blessing. I think it's a great thing you're doing, Len. Oh man, it's and it's it's a it's really a lot of fun. Absolutely. Um, in, so, Distorted Silence has been um, really uh, active for how long? Well, I uh, we started. Uh, <clears throat> I started the project back in about 2009, 2010. Um, actually got a um i was doing some stuff you know trying to find myself and in, in back into the music and stuff and put some uh, ads out in craigslist and uh had had a, a gentleman and i can't rem can't remember his name um was a guitar player that reached out to me and said hey yeah i, I like uh, the type of music you're wanting to do you know come out to my place and we'll see you know you know if we could um mesh together and see what's going on so i went out to his place and and uh met with him and um <clears throat> he said he was a pretty seasoned guitar player and unfortunately uh, that was not the case uh, super nice guy and i appreciated everything um so we we did work together for a little bit and um then we kept the ad going out uh on the craigslist and uh we had uh, a, a drummer uh answer the ad i had no clue who that drummer was um, and then uh, we set up a meeting, and uh, the drummer uh, that came out to the uh, the meeting and the rehearsal was uh, Mr. P.J. Harrell. A little shout-out to P.J. And um, so when P.J. showed up, you know, um, I actually went to high school with P.J., and um, and it was good to see him. And I was like, wow, man, this is, this is awesome. So we both... Uh, discuss things with the guitar player and 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 obviously outside of of the rehearsal we both uh, both agreed unfortunately uh uh we were going to go in a different direction than that guitar player wanted to go in and uh obviously me and uh pj harrell uh, continued to put ads out on uh, craig's list to find some other members that's great <clears throat> excuse me it's great longevity there from that point forward um and I know that, um, you know, you've lived in Columbus a long time, but um, knowing you, uh, I, I think you're transplant um, at some point. But, you know, let's let's get the let's go back to the very beginning of Rico, right? Rico Cella. Where 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 did all this start for you? Well, I was uh, born and raised in Queens, New York, um, Broadway Flushing, to be exact. I uh, grew up there until about 14 years of age. Um, had a great upbringing um, in New York City. Um, had a had a dad that was music oriented. 
Um, he used to play the accordion of all instruments along with my, uh, my uncle Tony. And uh, they used to play at the, um, the, uh, the resorts up in the Catskill Mountains. Um, kind of like, uh, like you saw on uh, Dirty Dancing, the movie. So I kind of grew up in that scene and uh, it was pretty awesome, you know, as a kid, you know, listening to my dad and, and my uncle, you know, play the music for all these, uh, these great people enjoying it. Um, so, I mean, you know, that's how I kind of gr grew up with my dad doing that. And then my, my mother, obviously she was a, she was an avid singer. Um, and uh, she did a lot of singing in the church and she was always singing around the house and, and I kind of grew up with singing um, with her. And uh, obviously she got me involved in the church choir and all that stuff that, you know, you do when you're younger. And uh, I enjoyed that. And, uh, you know, started out doing all that stuff. Um, so, you know. So you knew, you knew early that you had a natural ability to express yourself through, through singing, it seems. Yeah, yeah, I um, I enjoyed the sing. Um, it was natural to me. Um, you know, I worked real hard at it. Um, my mom pushed me in a lot of ways. She had me uh, actually even try out for the, uh, um, what do you call it? The, uh, one of the top, top choruses, children choruses and in New York City and uh, actually uh, made that chorus. Uh, it was the uh, uh, get 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 my 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 thoughts straight. All this uh, bourbon is kind of going straight to my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, where, where did yeah, I go from here, there, Rico, Lynn? <laughs> Rico, we're all good, man. He's coming back around. Metropolitan <laughs> Opera. There it is. Metro, I, I tried out to the Metropolitan Opera of all you know, the opera. Really? Really? Rico, you tried out for the opera? What the heck's wrong with you? Yeah. You know, so <laughs> Renita, Renita is right behind you, man. She's, 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 in, uh, she's laughing at me. She's like, Jesus, Rico, happening. what are you doing? And Beth's here too. Oh. We're, we're all, we're oh, all wow. here. We're all, we're all here well. rooting for the, uh, what a great, what a great crowd for we the, have. For the, <laughs> for the, for, for the, the, for the consciousness, the for the consciousness to come back. Right, right, right. Well, that's what happens when you drink too much bourbon before you start, you know. <laughs> hey, it's my fault. That's okay, man. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I did the, uh, did the but metropolitan. Congrats. That's awesome. Yeah, it I was mean, pretty awesome. Not, a, not everybody gets, gets to do, like, get into that, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, kudos to my mother, you know. She, she pushed me pretty hard uh, young in life you know wanted me to do that type of stuff and and acting and all that stuff and uh you know unfortunately she's not with us anymore but she was a big supporter of me and she helped me a lot you know through a lot of things and i'm, I'm very blessed to have a wonderful mother like her yeah oh my gosh that's good stuff and nice sentiment there for sure yeah absolutely so um you know from there i i did some stuff back in back in new york city i I tried to dabble in uh, the guitar. I, I, I took some guitar uh, lessons, uh, conservatory of, uh, of music and uh, the Brooklyn Queens uh, Conservatory of Music. Uh, did the guitar for a little bit. Unfortunately, you know, I was just, a, uh, I was a young boy, you know, I just, I, I had a lot of aspirations of what I wanted to do in life. And uh, I, I just, I just uh, decided, hey, um, 
I enjoy the guitar, but I want to try other stuff. So I started doing martial arts at the Flushing YMCA. <laughs> <laughs> so I did judo for several years. One was in a couple of to- tournaments and stuff like that and uh, kind of got away from the guitar. But like I said, I've, I've always been singing and, and I enjoy, enjoy the guitar. And, and uh, you know, I've, I've tried to play the guitar, you know, throughout my lifetime and stuff. And, uh, you know, it's still on my plate to get better and better and better. And hopefully one day, you know, You'll see a guitar in my hand at a distorted silence show. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that'd be awesome. <laughs> what kind of guitar would you want to bring to the table? I mean, you've got you've got Mr. Laverse there, man. I mean, yeah, he's a Jackson guy for sure. Um, well, I, I my first guitar was, uh, and I think I've heard this on because I've listened to a couple podcasts, you know, and uh, and, and it seems like you know. <clears throat> Back in the '70s and '80s, and some of the uh, the other people, you know, have have had the Harmony guitar, and my first guitar was a Harmony Flying V guitar from J.C. Penney's. So you're <laughs> going to go that route then? Well, you when, know, when you I get mean, to that, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have several guitars at the house, um, you know, that are just sitting there waiting for me to pick them up and. And knock the dust off them. So I do have the. <laughs> you'll do it. You'll you'll do it when you're inspired. To correct. Do it. Correct. You will. And now that I got a little bit more time on my hands, I'm hoping that's uh, that's in the cards. But uh, you know, I do. We'll I I hope it is too. It's a lot of fun. It's a very personal journey. Absolutely. And you're going to enjoy it. I'm going to encourage you to continue to well to to consider picking it up. I keep telling my bandmates, you know, one day you're going to see me playing the guitar, and they kind of look at me with this kind of. <laughs> weird face like okay whatever Rico <laughs> just keep singing man <laughs> just keep singing and uh, if you want to play guitar you know make sure you're ready before you bring it around your absolutely around your I would never I would never <laughs> do that to the uh, our, our, our people that come out and see us if it wasn't ready um, but I, but I would like to say you know obviously growing up um, my father did instill a lot of <clears throat> cool stuff um, with music he used to bring me back a 45 um, record from Manhattan. He used to work downtown 42nd Street and Broadway in Manhattan. And uh, he would always bring me at least once a week a couple of 45s from different artists. Uh, and, and I really appreciated that, you know, everything from Billy Joel to Dean Martin to Frank Sinatra. And, and then one day I remember, I was like, well, I was listening to WPLJ in New York City shout out i don't even know if that station is still around um i said hey i want to hear some motley crew dad can you get me a motley crew album and he my dad kind of looked at me because he was old school he's like who the heck is that (laughs) (laughs) so he did he found a motley crew album i do have a motley crew 45 red vinyl with uh shout at the devil and a piece of your action on the backside. You know, and I was just like, wow, dad, thanks for branching out and not bringing me all this other stuff that you like to listen to, which I, I do have an Elvis record that's red vinyl, too, that he brought me. Um, but uh, I, I give him kudos for, you know, expanding that and and um, helping me enjoy the different genres of music and the different uh, types of music that he enjoyed as a young man, along with the uh, expanding my horizons on stuff that I actually liked that he probably would never have listened to not once not once <laughs> probably not <laughs> do you still have these these uh these records i do 
I sure do. That's so. That's that's cool. Yeah. I want to spend them with you sometime, man. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. I'll bring them, bring them over. You come to my place, and we'll uh, we'll let them rip. Absolutely. Sounds like a lot of fun. Absolutely. So anyway, <clears throat> so um, in 1980-ish, my dad decided, you know, I'm going to pick up and I'm going to take the family and move from New York City to Columbus, Ohio. And I was like, huh? What? What are you talking about? <laughs> Columbus, Ohio? Where's that? In the corn. That's like a cow town, right? It's in the corn. You know, so I'm telling all my friends and they're like, yeah, that's a cow town. What the hell are you moving there for? I was like, I don't know. I, I don't have a choice, right? I guess I guess part of the reason was my dad was getting a job transfer. And then, you know, the high school I was planning on going to was probably a, a big uh, a racially motivated high school with a lot of a lot of gang violence and my dad wanted to get me out of the city i grew up i grew up in the time you know the graffiti on the trains i mean i had a great upbringing don't get me wrong but you know my dad wanted to to, to find a, a different lifestyle from the concrete jungle to a different area to raise his family and you know what am i going to do you know I, I give him all props because i'm still here so and we're glad we're glad that you are I appreciate that. So of all places we moved to, <clears throat> we didn't just move to Columbus, Ohio. We moved to a suburb, Grove City. Nice. And I'm like, Grove, Tucky, what? <laughs> There's a lot, lot of music history in that. that there that, is. Uh, that, I, I do hear a lot of people are from Grove City that, that are in a lot of local bands. And there's some great players from the, the town of Grove City. So I'm blessed that uh, he transported, transplanted me there. Excuse me. Um, so, um, you know, once here, I mean, you know, it was, uh, it was kind of a culture shock because, uh, you know, obviously growing up in Gro uh, New York city, you know, the ladies of the, the New York city were really played, they played hard to get and stuff, you know? And I'm just like, you know, you always had to chase the ladies, you know, as a young man, I'm like, wow, this is kind of wearing me out, man. You're making me work. I come to Gro Grove city in Ohio and they're freaking knocking on my door, you know? Not Renita, of course, because I didn't meet I didn't meet her last till late, that till later. Till later in life. But you know, God bless her. Um, but yeah, they they would knock on my door. I had a strong New York accent, of course. You know, nobody would, would know that now because I've I've got the old Ohio twang. God love it. You you've totally lost that that I whole did. East Coast vibe at this point, man. I did. It's, it's a not, little disappointing. Well, sometimes when I drink a lot, you know, it comes back. <laughs> <laughs> What, what'd you say, Re? Only when you're hanging around New York. Well, yeah, when I hang around New Yorkers, it comes back out. Well, New York yeah. Italians, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, East, East Coast um, people, you know, uh, there's a, a sense of them that you definitely project. Well, it's a different vibe for sure. It's a very fast-paced fast uh, upbringing. Um, I remember my dad specifically, you know, when we moved here, you know, he would joke a lot with some of the waitresses and stuff. And, and that was okay back in the East Coast. But, you know, the waitresses looked at him like he was crazy. Like, what are you, what are you doing? What are you talking about? You know, um, very, very fast paced, very, you know, we say our mind, which I'm always in trouble for, um, you know. It just, it just, it's, it's, it's a little bit different. I mean, it took me a little while to adjust um, to Columbus, but I still, you know, I'm still, a, I'm still a me and I still, you know, 
have that background that I can't unfortunately change. Don't don't go changing, man. Just yeah. be you. Don't Continue. go changing. Continue to be you. <laughs> and Billy nothing Joel. else. <laughs> Little Billy Joel for sure. So anyway, so so what when I came here from uh New York City to to Grove City, Ohio, I uh continued uh doing some different things. I was a big 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 baseball fan in New York and and obviously, you know, became a baseball fan here, but uh you know, I I I gravitated to, you know, choir in high school and I did a little bit of uh the what they call the swing choir or the glee club. Um, you know, the song and dance type of stuff. And I did some, I did some, you know, um, some plays, some musicals where I sang and I danced and, um, all that type of, uh, good stuff. And I used to be able to do a, uh, a toe touch. Um, I don't know, maybe if I stretched a lot, Lynn, I could maybe still possibly do that, but I don't know. <laughs> I thought that you were doing something like that few moments ago yeah yeah but you on, didn't quite on, on go the down. uh on the, uh, the the balcony right no there. no no when 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 you're trying to remember <laughs> oh yeah the, the, i was trying to stretch the, uh, out the choir my... the choir you were you were uh, oh that's right i was were, trying to stretch out my were, brain cells were, to get that absolutely didn't go down though you know why because oh. you're all that well i appreciate it <laughs> i'm glad somebody <laughs> thinks so <laughs> hey i don't think i'm the only one well, that's that's uh, good, man. that's very very wonderful. Um, but anyway, um, I want to give out the sh- shout out to uh, Peg Weber from Grove City High School. She was my choir director. She's pretty awesome. Actually, funny story. Me and uh, Renita ran into her, and I I mean, no offense, I never thought the woman was still alive. And we were over at um, a breakfast uh, establishment. And uh, we ran into her, God love her, and she's still alive and kicking and still doing well and remembered me, and um, I couldn't believe it, man. So, I mean, kudos to all the, um, the educators and the uh, choral directors and music directors that uh, have made, you know, us who we are today. Because, you know, without them, you know, we, wouldn't, we probably wouldn't be doing the stuff that we love to do. No doubt about it. And uh, that's fun to do that sometimes. I, I always appreciate running into uh, a, a, you know, a teacher or somebody who's important like that in your life. Um, yeah, it's a blessing. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you know. Um, but anyway, so we... Uh, <clears throat> so moving through high school, I continued to do the music, continued to do the choir, you know, ran some track, you know, did some wrestling, all that good stuff that we do you know, when we were in high school. Um, but, uh, you know, moving through high school and graduating, you know, I never, I've always had, always had friends in high school that were in bands and they, they were like, you know, doing the band thing. But since I kind of was a transplant, a lot of people really didn't know who I was, didn't know, you know, what I was capable of doing. So I never had the opportunity during high school to maybe get into a band like I am in now or to, um, you know, have that have that happen. But, you know, towards my end of high school, I actually um, joined a uh, youth group. And, and some people might remember this youth group. It was called Young Life. And it was a uh, group, you know, for people that, you know, 
didn't want they didn't want to have people drinking and and doing the bad things that we do in high school unfortunately you know i still did those bad things shame on me uh right i can't imagine yeah you can't imagine you know i mean you know i I, i'll be honest with you i I, i'm really blessed you know because you know just like all of us we have have some things in our life that we're really blessed to still be here you know because we've all done some crazy things in life and i'm just like well like driving over here apparently like driving over here and not getting in an accident and being killed (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad that didn't happen man holy smokes man i mean it was within inches len you have no idea i mean the the scream that my wife gave was was blood curdling Mm. blood curdling so you know but anyway but you know, mapping back to the day, you know, um, you're you survived it. You survived it tonight. You survived it back then. I'm a survivor. I am a survivor, and I'm very blessed. Every day is a blessing, and um, you know, I appreciate everybody that's ever came into my life and will come into my life because without those people, you know, that's how how we become who we are um, in life. So. Um, but uh, you know, like I said, moving forward, um, getting into this young life group, um, ended up uh, being asked to do be kind of like a music director, so to speak, or doing like a, a sing sing along, you know, for the students. So the you know, I, I I recently graduated from high school, so you know, I was kind of like a a person that they looked up to 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 like do some songs. And stuff. So with those songs, you know, they, there there was some musicians that played the guitar and stuff like that. And uh, so we were doing. I remember one night we were doing a. Uh, uh, it was. Um, uh, it was it was actually a, a remake of a, a Guns N' Roses song. It was. Uh, help me out. There's a lot. There's a lot in that category. That in that in that uh, catalog. Yeah. Um, anyway, welcome to the jungle. No, it definitely wasn't. Because <laughs> this was a youth group, and we were probably supposed to. It was a Christian type of a youth group, oh. right? Well, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of different there's there's a lot of different youth. I think I think it, I think it started. Was it? Um, oh shoot. It was a remake. It was a remake of. Yes. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, come on. See, see the bourbon's kicking in. See, what do, what do you got? Come out, help me out. Everybody's, everybody's got nothing. Everybody's got. I, we, we, anyway, we'll move on. We'll move on. So anyway, I was doing this song. <laughs> it was like a Guns, Guns and Roses, Roses remade. <laughs> There it is, knocking on heaven's door. Right on. Thank you, Beth. Thank you, Beth. See, you got to have people in the peanut gallery to help you out, people. I'm, a, I'm just saying, I appreciate that. Three, Thank or, three, you. Or, three or four chord wonder. I'll, I'll teach you that before you go home. Right, right. Anyway, so we're doing knocking on heaven's door, and we're doing some harmonies and stuff, and I've got two players. Um, they got the, you know, the, the full, the long rock hair, and I'm just like, who are these guys, man? They're pretty, pretty good. And so after uh, we get done with the song and after the, um, the, uh, the meeting, um, you know, they come up to me and say, hey, man, uh, you know, uh, we're looking for a, a new lead singer for our band. Uh, is that something you might be interested in? And I said, well, hell yeah. 
Um, unfortunately, you know, up until that point, I never really had the opportunity of doing anything like that. I always wanted to, you know, go down that road. You know, I've had a lot of experience on stage and singing and stuff, but I never was in a rock and roll band. And so they said, hey, okay, cool. I said, they said, well, come on out to our drummer's house and, you know, we'll give you an audition and, and see how it goes. And uh, I said, okay, sounds good, man. So I ended up going out <clears throat> and uh, trying out for this band. And um, and they liked what they heard, and I, I made the cut. Um, and that, at that time, the band was called Circus. And it, it, it uh, was uh, Steve Anderson, Mark McCoy, and Mike Purcell, all Grove City graduates. So if you guys are listening to this, man, shout out to you guys, man. Um, hope you're well. And uh, so, uh, you know, we started doing our thing. Um, and back then, it was like um, 89, 90-ish. Um, what kind of music were you guys we were into doing, and, we and, were doing and like a, We were doing like Kiss. We were doing like Van Halen. Um, so know, popular at the time. Popular 80s, Warrant, you know, all that, all that stuff that was, uh, you know, really mainstream at the time. And uh, so uh, we started doing uh, some covers and then we actually wrote, wrote a uh, original four song EP. Um, and, uh, before that happened, we got contacted by a, uh, a country band of all bands. And they said, Hey man, circus is our name. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah, we got rights to that name and we have a trademark and you need to change your name. And we're like, Okay. So we start uh, brainstorming a little bit and we're like, well, how about putting slam in front of that circus? And we're like, well, that's got a good pop to it. Let's do that. So we became slam circus. I like that name. I, I tell you what, <laughs> it's a lot, lot, it's a lot better than circus. Cause I thought we were going to have to work, you know, start wearing clown makeup or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> So what year was that, give, give or take? Um, it was probably, you know, I graduated. It was probably about 80, 89, 90, somewhere in that frame. Because when I graduated from high school, of course, you know, like most young men, I didn't really have a direction what I wanted to do in life, you know. I was like, well, I'm going to take some time off. You know, I didn't want to jump right into college, you know. And uh, didn't know where I wanted to go or what career field I wanted to take. So I was like, well, I was still, I've always enjoyed the music. So I was just like, well, we'll see what happens, you know, working full time at the local grocery store, you know, don't hurt nobody, right? <laughs> hey, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that can be uh, pursued at that time in a person's life. Um, that's what you were doing. Yeah. And you were playing music. Where, where were you guys gigging at in the late 80s? Well, like uh, so many others, you know, we did our, we did our, uh, our shots at the, uh, the old uh, Battle of the Bands, the uh, Atlantis um, 
uh, East Dallas. We've played there, and then we played, uh, obviously, the Al Rosa. We did a lot of opening acts at the Al Rosa um, with a lot of the other bands that I've, I've uh, heard back in the day. And uh, it was such a great scene, man, even back then. Um, obviously, a lot of competition, um, you know, just like it, uh, just like today, but a little bit different. I think today, <clears throat> it's not so much competition, it's more camaraderie. And, uh, you know, back in the day, the competition was a little bit, uh, a little bit more cutthroat than it is today. Today, we all try to support one another and go out to see one another. And we all try to succeed and try to help others succeed. It's not so much of a, I'm better than you, you're better than me type of uh, atmosphere. I, I totally agree with you on that. And uh, it's very um, healthy environment. And there's a lot of hugging and there's a lot of high-fiving and there's just a lot of grooving, you know, with, to, to, to a given gig where a lot of folks are hanging out because they're not gigging that night. But there's a lot of that in the, in the music community here in Columbus, Ohio. Um, and there's a lot of folks, too, that, that um, frequent a certain club, you know. There's, uh, there's, a lot of, there's several clubs that are always hiring bands on the weekends and bringing in business and keeping the economy rolling in those, uh, those areas. And I know um, it's a very healthy thing, man, for sure. I mean, that's, uh, that's a thing that you're a part of. You know, you're a big part of that. I see it uh, in, in you every time you're out, not not on the uh, not on the stage. Well, I appreciate. And when that. you're on the stage, well, I appreciate that, <laughs> Len. And uh, you know, I I do like to support everybody. And you know, when I'm not I'm not gigging, I try to get out and support as many other bands as possible, and show the love because you know, uh, without the support from other bands and and the community and the venues that book us. You know, we wouldn't be able to do the things we love to do as musicians. So, you know, I, I really appreciate each and every every musician in Columbus and, and the bands and the venues that uh, continue to book us. And, of course, the fans and the supporters and the wives and the girlfriends that put up with all our, you know, late nights and antics. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. <laughs> Renita, Renita could contest to that. God bless her. God bless her. She's, uh, I think she's only missed a couple shows in the 12 years of distorted silence. And, you know, I, I, I would consider she's a number one fan for sure. I mean, I, I don't know what I would do without her for sure. Let's hope so. <laughs> good answer. Right, Rico? I'm good for another week or two. Right, Renita? Oh, man. So Slam Circus, that you started, what, 89-ish, give or take, and you ran for, for a while? Um, for a couple years, man. We did, we did that uh, album, uh, the Slam Circus Music Show. And, uh, you know, we did that, and we continued to open up for some, uh, some bands. <clears throat> and uh, unfortunately, uh, my tour with them got cut kind of a little short. Um, my, uh, my dad... Uh, got diagnosed with uh, congestive heart failure, um, serious uh, a heart issue where he had a pretty much a 50-50 chance to live and I had to take him up to 
uh, Cleveland to the clinic up there because they were the only ones that were willing to help him out. And uh, so anyway, long story short, I kind of addressed that with the band band members. And um, unfortunately, they wanted to go a different direction. They weren't willing to wait a month or so till I took care of family matters to continue. So uh, we left, uh, you know, on good terms. Wish them luck and stuff. And, um, you know, family, family first, number one, you know. So that's just how that uh, chapter closed, unfortunately, on the music. Understood. So that wasn't that that, that was a, a time of compassion for you, you know, um, working through some health issues there in the family. But um, did you take a hiatus at that point uh, or where, where'd you go from there? Yeah, un- unfortunately, you know, I, I did take a hiatus um, uh, for a little while, kind of went back to the workforce and uh, started working for the man and the corporate America, so to speak, and uh, ended up going that route because, you know, I, I didn't think that anything was going to come out of the music, unfortunately, at that time. Um, as much as I wanted it to, I, I decided, you know, to you know, gear down and start a family and, uh, you know, uh, do, do the things that a normal person would do other than being a rock star, unfortunately. And, uh, that's what I did for the next, uh, 20 or so years. I think it was, I don't know, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a common, that's a common, uh, path for, for a lot of folks to, to end up getting pulled into life, right? But then you popped out at some point. How how did that happen? Well, um, and what inspired you to get back? You know, involved. Yeah. yeah so um, I I've I've always you know sang. I never quit sang, singing. You know, I would go to, you know, like a lot of people go do their karaoke and stuff like that. So I started going out to some of the karaoke. Uh, open open mics and you know doing the karaoke stuff and you know had some people say hey man you're you know you're pretty good singing i mean you should you know do something else and um then uh <clears throat> then i obviously met my wife uh god god bless her i met her on halloween um sporadically um at uh, lucky's and hilliard Oh, nice. Yeah, I was pretty lucky to meet my wife in Lucky's. I'll say. On Halloween. I'll say you were lucky. <laughs> Wrote a song about it. Not as good as the devil. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, she <laughs> she, uh, she was the devil. Yeah, she walked in and she was wearing a devil costume and I was like, hmm? Huh? Like Scooby-Doo. I was just like, wow, who's that? You know? So uh, anyway, long story short, you know, started talking to her and next thing we know, you know, we're carrying on conversation and, uh, you know, the rest is history, you know, she's been with me ever since. And, uh, so Lucky's and Hilliard has been kind of a, uh, a staple for us, um, for live music. Uh, actually it was the first place to give distorted silence a start, um, for, uh, a full show. Um, but, uh, during that time when I was, uh, dating my wife, Renita, um, we had some, mutual friends that we ended up running into and uh another another friend that was in a band called ocd um 
and them guys were like one of the only bands that uh, were sponsored by Jägermeister as a cover band, um, which was kind of, kind of pretty cool. And they used to have the Jaeger girls come out and give away the free swag and stuff like that. And uh, we got pretty close, uh, you know, with the whole band. And uh, singer was a real good friend of mine, Tyler Hieronymus. Shout out to him and uh, Anders and uh, uh, Ed. And uh, <clears throat> so anyway, um, we started following them and going out and seeing live music and, and going to their shows. And then lo and behold, they would get me up on stage and do some, um, you know, guest singing um, on, during some of their shows. Um, so, you know, um, I appreciated that. I enjoyed that. And uh, that was one of the things that actually I was thinking to myself, you know, what, what am I doing here? I mean, I'm sick of doing karaoke. I'm sick of playing you know guest performances with this band um i think it might be time to uh do something of my own again you know and uh i mean kudos to them i mean i even asked uh my wife to marry marry me on stage at one of their gigs and they actually learned a original song um during that time so it was pretty awesome um, Renita didn't think it was pretty awesome, um, but you know, cause she, she loves being embarrassed and she knows I embarrass her a lot, but she's pretty awesome. So, um, but anyway, so yeah, kudos to them, man. And, uh, it was a great, it was a great eye opening experience, you know? Um, and I was just like, you know, it's time to, it's time to do something of my own again. You know, I, I think I want to reach out and do that. And that's kind of when I put out the, uh, the, the Craigslist ad and I met that one guitar player. Um, and then we, we ended up, uh, meeting PJ Harrell, um, who actually, uh, helped me start Distorted Silence. He has actually played with numerous, uh, numerous bands in Columbus. I think his most recent project that he's with now is, uh, Armada. Armada. Yep. Yeah, which I think they got a yeah, show coming up. He's doing a good job up. there. Yep. They got a show coming up. He played with Cowtown. He played with Pretty Filth. Um, and I'm not sure if there's a couple other bands. But uh, but I remember him from high school. You know, he used to be in the band, was in percussion and stuff like that. But we hit it off. And, uh, you know, and that's when we, we started that. Uh, started reaching out to other musicians to try to form Distorted Silence. How did the name Distorted Silence come about? Is there a story there? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. It's a great, it's a great story. <laughs> well. I mean, it's a great name. For, well, I for appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. No. So a lot of people think, uh, <clears throat> so, so obviously when we came up with that name, there was, I don't know how many names we jotted down on a piece of paper. And PJ's, he's such a, he's such a jokester, man. Uh, there were several really off the cuff names and, and I wish I could remember them, but there were so many that he's like, well, let's just name us this and like, uh, kill the bunny or something <laughs> like really silly. I'm like, man, what the heck, you know? And, and we wanted something because at that time we were kind of going for a more, you know, kind of a hard rock vibe, um, something in your face, you know, something different, you know, something memorable, um, kind of an oxymoron 
And, uh, you know, we kept throwing different things around and hundreds and hundreds of names later, we came up with the Storm of Silence. That's a good one. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's still cool. I mean, a lot of people think... It's longevity to it. You know? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I can't get rid of it now because uh, it's trademarked and copyrighted. So. Are, you have a lot of ink? Is it, is it I inked? It's, I it's do. Inked I do. You, right? I do have it inked on my uh, my left arm. I got a distorted sound of screaming skulls, so I guess right I can't change it now. No, no you're. <laughs> it's it's sort of like. Well, we don't even go there. Well, I've got a music arm and I've got a family <laughs> arm, so still working on that. Yeah, on both, hopefully, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, how did the concept of silencer nature? or, or uh, nation come, come, uh, come to fruition. You know what? I, I just, I mean, it just sounded like, you know, we, we wanted a, a, a group of people that were, that were followers that, that enjoyed the music we were doing that, that enjoyed, um, you know, coming out to see us and we wanted it to be family oriented, you know? So it just kind of flowed. I mean, it just kind of like, you know, um, silence or nation. I mean, you know, you guys, Without the silencers, we are nothing. I mean, I know it's kind of an oxymoron and, you know, you think it's silent, but the silencers are definitely not silent. We, we have grown so many supporters, both new and old, that have followed us and that have supported what we've been doing for pretty much 12 years now. Um, it's just been a blessing. Like every year is just, it's just it's so awesome. We are so blessed to be in this Columbus music scene and to have so many people supporting us and so many other bands. Um, you know, I, I can't even, I can't even. Well, and players that. too, right? You've, you've oh, been yeah, blessed players. with oh, absolutely. Some, some great, great bandmates over the years. Yeah, so. And your current lineup is a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely. And it, it, it's taken us a little while to get there. We've had a kind of a story in regards to getting there. So, so we, we first started um, when me and PJ first uh, branched out and left that other guitar player. Um, you know, we put the ad out, and uh, we've had several several musicians answer. One one being uh, uh, Paul Bernardo. Um, he's uh, definitely him and his son uh, have been in the scene, and uh, he answered our ad, and he was kind of our first guitar player, along with. Uh, uh, Dan Laverse. Um, so they, they both came out and, um, uh, then of course we, we found Simon Hodgkiss. He moved here, uh, from the UK, uh, from England, um, on a visa. And, and I'll tell you what, I, I, it's just crazy how you could find, great people on craigslist <laughs> because i mean now it's a lot easier with facebook messenger and facebook you know musician and you're looking for people but craigslist back in the day was is something you know we had a we through a lot of people that are you really a musician or what what do you want from us type there's of thing. A, there's it's a diverse it's a diverse environment diverse community there's uh different people want different things and you just yeah. gotta try to find the ones that are aligned to yeah. what you got going on that's a all. lot of them didn't want what we wanted <laughs> <laughs> go figure right <laughs> but but uh yeah so i mean um so we started that and we i remember us uh 
I remember me buying a whole PA system, and uh, at that time we were rehearsing at PJ's house in the middle of, uh, I think it was New Albany slash somewhere else. It was a small house, and we used to set up, uh, we used to drag the PA equipment to his house, and we used to set it up in his living room, and we used to have band rehearsal. And uh, we'd go through, you know, several different things and figure out where we wanted to be. And, and um, you know, and that, that's kind of what started it all. And, uh, of course, you know, throughout the years, we, you know, had some members change. You know, Paul Bernardo left and went to play with these, uh, these guys live, the start. And then he's obviously been with several other projects in, uh, in the uh, scene. Uh, now he was in Radio City. Thank you, Renita. And uh, and I think now his uh, pretty much his son is 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 taken over for him in Radio City and uh, a great player. Um, but uh, you know, Dan Laverse has been with me from the beginning. I I, I, I mean, love to watch him play. I do, and he's 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 he adds he continues to add. Right. To, to what you got going and, on. And I'm so blessed to have him in our project and, and be such a loyal member to uh, to Distorted Silence and uh, for Silencer Nation. So I can't say enough about him. And then, of course, you know, uh, Simon, you know, Simon Hotchkiss, you know, he was uh, he was right there, too. Um, uh, PJ, unfortunately, he had to step away from our project uh, due to due to personal issues. And but he branched out you know, in the scene to do some other things. Um, and he's still playing music and uh, we're still great friends and uh, I still support him and everything he does. So, um, you know, I was just, I was just blessed to have him help me start this, uh, this journey, so to speak, uh, with distorted silence for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, after he left, you know, we, we've kind of been through uh, a little bit of a, uh, some drummers, you know, they, uh, we've had some great, great drummers, you know, pass, pass through distorted silence, you know, after PJ, we ended up getting the gentleman, um, Jim Kilberg, who, uh, was a classical, classically trained musician. Um, you know, if, if I would say anything for Jim, you know, he, he obviously made our band tighter and better. Um, because he definitely, you know, um, played true to the music. Um, and he was just a great person, man. Great, great, great fit for us at that time. Um, after him, he, he stepped away for a little bit and we ended up getting, uh, a gentleman that, uh, uh, named, uh, Bob Klein, who, uh, now plays for Rock House. Super great guy was a super great solid, addition. Solid drummer. Solid drummer. <laughs> Jeez, super yeah. solid. Hang on, hang on one second. Sure, sure. Yep. So, um, yeah, so so I've been pretty blessed with drummers. We, we have, uh, we used to be a five-piece. Um, I did have a uh, member, uh, Matt, Matt Stewart, who was our second guitar player. He was very energetic. Uh, individual he was uh, was really good at the rapping with some of our Beastie Boys songs and stuff like that um, so he was on board for uh, several years um, 
Um, we did write some originals. Um, let me kind of back up a little bit, um, which was pretty awesome. Um, the lineup of uh, Dan Laverse, uh, Simon Hotchkiss, Matt Stewart, and Jim Kilburn. We uh, we did a, a, a recording session at uh, Valken Studios, which uh, he used to be, and I don't know if he's still doing the, uh, the live music uh, like he was back in the day. Um, I know he worked uh, with Jimmy Hahn um, for a little while, and then he branched out and got his own recording uh, uh, live uh, sound company. But he also did some, uh, 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 you know, recording. He had a recording studio at his house, and uh, we became friends with him and his wife. And uh, uh, we did a, a session at his house, a day session um, in the early days of uh, Distorted Silence, and we wrote two originals, um, uh, Karma and uh, So Long, um, which uh, <clears throat> some of them, they, they might be out there on platforms. I know uh, I, I'd love to redo those uh, a little bit. Um, uh, I know, I know we, we've wanted to uh, redo some originals moving forward or, or try to write some new originals. Um, but I'll tell you what, I mean, we did also did uh, a couple um, live demo tracks. Um, uh, we did uh, Incubus, an Incubus song and uh, Living Color song uh, for a demo back then. And it was a totally great experience um, recording, um, you know, again, um, on that platform um, with them guys, we had a we had a great day, and we were able to do all four. I think it was four songs in a day, which is uh, pretty incredible. You know? Yeah, studio time's a blast. Yeah, it's I, my I favorite it. creative, you know, way of of spending time. You know. Yeah, totally, totally miss it. I I, I really want to get back in the studio. I know our current lineup. You know, we've we've mentioned it. Um, and I'll get to that here in a little bit. But uh, so, you know, after that, you know, um, we played out for, for a little bit longer with that lineup. And uh, uh, Matt Stewart decided to go a separate way. Then he ended up moving to Florida. Um, so we became a, a four-piece. <clears throat> we went from a five-piece to a four-piece piece with one guitar. Um, and then we uh, actually brought Mr. Ty Barnes, who's uh, uh, been in the the Columbus music scene and a lot of different uh, bands. and uh, he, He's just been in that one band, and then I think he had the stint with you, right, Ty? Uh, yeah, yeah, he was... Uh, just, just the two. Just, are you, are you joking? Two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Ty Barnes, but, you know, the, the, running, the, running, <laughs> the running joke is, like, how many bands can Ty do at one time? <laughs> And it's not it's not a bad thing. I don't no. know how I don't know how he does it. He's no. got some sort of superpower, you know, running a full time job and side projects and like ten bands is the joke. But uh it he, is, but you know what I will say, he um he did mention and you can see it on uh on Facebook, um, they're building uh Astro Cat. Yes, Astro and it's Cat coming. And uh, so, you know, there's, he to has a lot of fans, that. and I, it sounds like you're one of his fans, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Ty, Ty is a great, great friend, and uh, it, it was it was so enjoyable to have him in our project for uh, for a couple years. He did, he did step up and uh, go from the guitar to the bass, 
because at that time when he came on board, um, Simon ended up moving to Florida for a stint um, due, to, due to work and family. So we became a four-piece. Um, Matt Stewart left, Bob Klein left. And uh, during that time, um, uh, actually Bob Klein was here with us, I apologize, um, when uh, with uh, Ty, Ty was on board. So we became a four-piece for a little while. And then um, uh, after about a year or so of playing that four-piece, um, uh, Bob decided to leave. And uh, he's actually playing with the great Rock House Band. And uh, they're a great band in Columbus, Ohio. Shout-outs to them guys. And, um, uh, you know, um, and Simon, we got, we got the word that Simon was moving back to Ohio. So, you know, I, I was just like, wow. I said, you know, let's get Simon back in the project. And uh, we reached out to Simon, and uh, he wanted to get back in the project. And um, so we got Simon back, and unfortunately at that point, uh, Ty decided to move on to a different project. So um, we were back to a four-piece, um, you know. And, you know, no issues there, you know. Uh, everybody is still cordial and happy and loves each other and uh you know in the band scene sometimes that happens and you got to do what you got to do to to uh you know make make everybody happy and uh see how things work out and so um you know so we're back to um dan simon myself and then we were able to uh pick up um a new drummer, which <clears throat> we were in search of one, and uh, Simon happened to know a drummer that was kind of not really in the scene, not real well known that I'm aware of, but um, Simon's daughters and this gentleman named Josh Anderson's daughters were really good friends in high school. And I was like, okay, cool. So you're friends with this guy. Your daughters are friends with each other. Let's bring him on board. Let's see if he, you know, is a good fit. And lo and behold, it was the first rehearsal with Josh Anderson. And, and that's all we had to hear. He just fit in like a glove. And it was like he, he was with us from the beginning. So shout out to Josh Anderson. I know at this point he's uh, moved on to do some uh, some work things in uh, uh, the... Um, a lot of uh, he does a lot of live live music and uh, 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 setups for big type of uh, like car shows and NAM and stuff like that. And he was able to get himself uh, back on a company with a company to do that because he he came kind of came on board during the whole COVID debacle. Um, so a lot of people, you know, were in between jobs or that whole live music type of, of you know setup kind of closed up shop sure so yeah lots yeah. going on yeah so he was he was thank with god us. All behind us yeah thank god i mean i'm hoping i'm hoping that's way behind us because that uh i heard a lot of people i heard a lot of venues heard a lot of musicians you know uh, we don't need that to happen again but uh so anyway uh he came on board it was a great fit for several years and uh, obviously when, you know, the, the scene came back up and running and COVID, you know, got extinguished, 
um, he was able to get some job offers that he couldn't refuse. And, uh, you know, for him and his family, which is understandable, he had to take those offers. And, uh, you know, he ended up moving on to, to that job. And uh, we were in search uh, to our final drummer. <laughs> so, I mean, we had a couple uh, gigs that were um, that uh, Josh couldn't do due to work. And uh, <clears throat> obviously with mutual friends, uh, Jason Levitt. I reached out to uh, Jason Levitt and uh, he was available. So we brought him on board and uh, towards the end of uh, 2022 to do a couple fill-in gigs for us. And uh, things went so well during those fill-in gigs, um, we asked him to be a full-time member. And uh, lo and behold, he is our uh, final drummer and hopefully our last drummer of Distorted Silence. Another, you know, really strong pillar that's done a lot in the past, but you know, he's, he's, he augments you guys really well. I mean, that's a, that's a fun lineup. It's a good, strong lineup. It seems like he's brought some influence of lessons learned from doing covers and, um, you've added uh, some, some aspect, um, and I'm not sure what it is, but I want to get your perspective on your current set list. Is that? Is that some J is that Jason in there? Yeah, we've changed our set list up a little bit. Um, Jason has um, been a positive uh, aspect to a lot of that. Um, he has helped me a lot. I, I was doing all the uh, the booking and uh, all that stuff. And he does have obviously experience from his past projects doing some of that stuff. <clears throat> and, um, uh, you know, um, helping to book, helping to do promotions and Facebook and, and all that stuff that that has really helped. That we, we all we all kind of have a job to do, you know, um, and Jason has just been a great asset. You know, Dan has, 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 has helped with the developing flyers. Um, Simon is, is, is in charge of the website and some, some of the IT type of things that helps us. Um, so, I mean, he has just been a great addition um, moving forward, um, helping us getting to a different level. And, and that, that, that is kind of with some of our new song choices. We have kind of, you know, changed our model up just a little bit to do more of the, the dance type rock or, or taking a, uh, maybe a dance song and rocking it up to a distorted silence, uh, way of being, um, you know, and, uh, and I think, you know, it seems like, you know, everybody that has been in this, this project, I have been very blessed. I, I have built great friendships with each and every one of them, whether they left or whether they're still with us. Um, you know, it, it, it seems like every, every edition, it seems like it's made us better in certain ways. And, um, you know, and I'm sure that happens in a lot of bands, you know, when, when they have a, have a, a, a lineup change or, or a member change, um, you know, the goal is to be, become better, you know, and everybody has their place <clears throat> to, to resonate, whether it's, you know, helping to form that band, you know, helping to change things with the times to make it better. Um, it, it don't make a difference where you fell in the line of distorted silence. You had a place 
in this project to make things better over the years. And, I, and I'm greatly appreciative to each and every one of you members and everybody that's, that's supported our, our, our project over the 12 years that we've been doing that and all the venues that have given us the opportunity to, uh, to play live and all the new, the new supporters and the new uh, people that have come out to see us that have, that, have, that have liked what we're doing. I mean, we couldn't do it without you. Well, I feel that, and I um, I know that 2024 is bringing a lot of gigs for uh, Distorted Silence, and uh, I think that um, it's a, it's a great show. You know, if it, you have a great mix of, of music, and it's uh, it's a great addition to uh, what's happening. You know, out there in Columbus, Ohio, uh, local music, for sure. And you're going to continue to grow, man. And and I'm going to continue to con- continue to encourage you to. Uh, uh, go where you're inspired. You know, you want to pick up that guitar <laughs> and learn how to play it. I do. You're never, you're never too old. You're right. You're absolutely right. And just, uh, just got to get that motivation. The problem is, you know, I'm like, you know, you start one thing and I feel like a squirrel, you know, like squirrel, like what's over here? What's over there? You know, where am I going? You know, I was like, Oh, I, I just started three different things at the house. I got to finish all three. And then I got another one started. It, it's, it's just something that I've, I've got to, you know, settle down and I got to sit down and, you know, <laughs> all, that, all credit, all credits, all the musicians out there that work hard aimlessly with their instruments that learn the songs for the cover bands, for the original bands, you know, the singers that learn the songs, everybody, because I mean, you know, it's a lot of hard work. People don't realize how hard, I mean, when you work hard and in your craft to get better, the goal is to, to, to be the best or to be the best at what you can do. And everybody could be the best at what they are. You know, long as you're happy with where you are. And if you're not, continue to grow, to continue to be better. Strive for where you're drawn naturally. Strive for greatness. Be be yourself. Correct. Leave 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 a a, a legacy when somebody says, Hey, distorted silence was X, Y, and Z. You know, people remember who they were. Or people remember who Clubber Lang was. People remember who Phoenix Rising was. People remember who Clubber Lang was. People remember who the gods were. You know, it's just, it's just, you have a legacy. You know, be the best at who you are to leave a legacy for other people that are listening to music. Because one day, you know, that might be the only thing that they have. Well stated, my friend. Yes, sir. And be as great as Len D'Amico is for making an awesome podcast for Columbus local musicians and then some. Because you know what? This is amazing. Amazing. It's a labor of love, my friend. It's a labor of love. I I loved Columbus local, Columbus-based music. Uh, as long as I've been here since, uh, since the, uh, early seventies, uh, it, 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 1970 something. And, uh, it continues to be, uh, an inspiration and, um, you know, it's a, it's a fun hobby learning podcasting, but, um, 
I'm just hopeful that people are able to take advantage of learning who their favorite players are, who their favorite bands are, somebody who played in, in a couple Such of bands. Such as Megabeth, don't forget her and her band. <laughs> I, ne- I, never, I never forget Megabeth. <laughs> You know, she's a she's a force to be reckoned with. Well, and she she's got she's got a lot of talents. You know, she crossing music and theater, and um, and you know, she's had a heck of a business career. Hey, you might see me in one of her productions. I don't know. Well, you know, a lot of people discover. See, and that's the beauty. We find things out about each other. Communicating. That's what it's all about. Yeah, it's communicating and lots of bourbon and whiskey. <laughs> what could go wrong? Yeah, as long as we're at home, we're fine. <laughs> you good? You good here? All right, man. I uh, I appreciate it, Rico. I want to see more of you, man, and I want to you know uh, hang out more. And you know, I think we've I've, we've done that in the last three months, yes, sir. more so than over the last ten years that I've been a part of Silencer Nation. But uh, I think that uh, we'll make that happen. It's been a blessing, and uh, it, it, I consider you and Beth uh, our friends, and uh, uh, you know our, our um, positive role models in the music scene, helping helping all of us uh, to strive greatness. And we couldn't do it without people like yourselves. So thank you. Or like you, sir. Absolutely. I think um, there, there's there's more um, more to come for uh, Distorted Silence. Go see Distorted Silence this year. There's a lot of gigs out there your favorite music venues. Um, they'll be making the rounds with the lots of, lots of other folks that are out there. And uh, put in a good word for me for uh, your our good friend, Kelly Rush. Absolutely. I'd love, I've been trying to, a year ago, I think I approached Kelly. Try <laughs> to get her on board for she's, sure. She says Sister that, from another mister. She, she says that, she says that she's, uh, she's, there's nothing, there's nothing, I, 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 I'm not, I think there's a lot to talk about oh absolutely <laughs> she's a great she's a great she's, musician she's a great front woman and she does um, a the lot women's are women of rock gotta give a shout out to them you know um kudos to them you know julie neal and uh, uh bethany hodgkins and um and and, and mega beth <laughs> Beck, becca newsome Cork, I, I, I'm not going to butcher her last name, but <laughs> I'm just calling her Megabeth. <laughs> it's perfect. Well, Paisan. Paisano, much appreciated, my friend. Thank Rico you. Rico Cella, Distorted Silence, episode number 49 of Columbus Local Podcast. Thank you for listening. Have a good night. Peace and love.